This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Jackson. You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. LSU-Florida game three, a little bit later today. Had an LSU fan on the Ag Up Equipment text line said, uh, having having played two more games than Florida, that 2 o'clock start was rough. You'll see a different Tiger team today. Tonight, sorry. LSU and Florida. LSU's already won the Rocco's jello shot challenge can they win the national championship we are the out of bounds show our cws coverage brought to you by independent roofing systems the number one commercial industrial roofing company in mississippi from biloxi gulfport ocean springs all the way up to corinth and over to desota county roofing.ms independent roofing systems Number one commercial industrial roofing company in Mississippi. I'm your host, Bo Bounds, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And who knew we would cover this much recruiting? And a lot of back and forth between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And Jimothy Lewis, who played at MRA and left to go to IMG, committed to Mississippi State over the weekend, and that did not sit well with some. Um. It was funny, Jason and I talking about it. I, I didn't follow all of it just because I was not totally off the grid. But, you know, again, we went to dinner with some friends on Friday night and did a lot of floating in the lake on Saturday and, and Sunday and just into other things. But um, I did notice some people getting, you know, bottom hurt. And uh, Jason was funny. He was like, yeah, Ole Miss... Jason went to Ole Miss. He said, you know, Ole Miss fans talking about how state fans were going crazy over one commitment. He said, that's what we do all the time. We love doing that. <laughs> oh, look, I've been doing this for 20 years. Nobody freaks out over college football recruiting like Ole Miss. It's, an, it's, it's incredible. Um, and this is not binding. And Ole Miss is going to continue to recruit the hell out of Jimothy Lewis. So, among others. So is Mississippi State. Um, and you're not going to get everybody. I mean, if this class is this deep, and it sure looks like, you know, outside the top five or six, and you can argue there's several outside of the top five that should be in the top five. But you've got these chunks, you know, the first 10, second 10, and, and I just think there's too many moving parts, and I don't think the national guys know. Um, they just haven't, they, you know, kind of a little shoot from the hip. And 
So I think it's hard to figure out who's number seven and who's number 14 and who's number 21, who's number 28. But um, if you missed that Steve Robertson interview, it was heavy, 20 minutes recruiting. And it will be on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. But Mississippi State picks up another four-star commitment in Jimothy Lewis. Um, I don't know what the Clarion Ledger will do, but uh, they did. And he was at MRA, and now he's at IMG. And that's that's where we are. And that's their fourth four-star in the last week, which is not supposed to happen if you kind of know how this state operates. We're going to have Jason Perigen on. Uh, Perigen Paradise Catering, Operation Barbecue Relief, Pitmaster, Jack Daniels, Mississippi dude. Now lives in the Nashville area. And, man, he got to go out to Stagecoach, I guess a couple of months ago, cook for a bunch of really famous people out in Palm Springs. And he's going to tell us about that, his story and whatnot. I can't wait to have him on. I got to meet... I got to meet him through a mutual friend, Kendall Collins, as y'all know. He's, Kendall's cooked for us many times, friend, chef. And um, so that was cool. And then Jason was kind enough to cook an abs. The feast that I referenced in, I don't remember when it was, March or April. Uh, we were out at one of the rigs in the lounge. And he, he just, Kendall called me and said, man, this guy's a freak uh, on the grill and the smoker. And, he cooked all day and cooked unbelievable food. The menu was insanity. You won't you won't find it anywhere else in college sports, right? I mean, the culinary mecca of collegiate athletics is foul pole to foul pole. Um, left field lounge, but it's the whole outfield. And I mean, there's some there's some dudes out there, but Jason has cooked all over the country. So we'll have him on. I think this is a good time of year going into 4th of July to talk smoking and grilling and, and you know, the protein and all the different things that are being done. On Didn't you tell me you had a pellet grill? I do not. I wish. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, just, I was talking to somebody. I just got one, actually. Not a pellet grill, but just got a grill for the house and okay. learning how to, uh, to be a, a man's man and set it all up and throw some tenderloin on the grill. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing because, you know, every guy needs to know how to grill, right? And one thing we were asking all our interns is, do you know how to grill? The last few months as we were trying to settle, you know, kind of figure out who was going to be here for the summer. And the overwhelming majority of them were like, no, but my dad knows how. I'm like, dude, that's not good enough. <laughs> that, that, that's not good enough. The Out of Bounds Show is driven, uh, how about Morning Drive, driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson. It's the all-new body style. Super, super sleek. Good-looking SUV. Nissan Pathfinder, Canon Nissan in Jackson. Test drive one today. Tell me what you think. You'll love it. Uh, we jumped in one, I guess, a month ago. It's awesome. And I had no idea until they called us and were like, hey, they also have the Nissan Rogue, which is their crossover. Great gas mileage. All at Canon Nissan in Jackson. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And I mentioned LSU Florida a little bit later. We're going into 4th of July. You guys are going to be traveling, cooking. That's why we're having Jason Perigen on. 
Um, Mississippi State guy out of Nashville just went and cooked for all these celebrities out at Stagecoach. And, I mean, John Pardee, Alan Jackson, Laney Wilson, it's a it's a who's who. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. And I that's something that maybe I have to look into. I you know, I've done some new things. Last year I checked one off the bo- uh checked that box of the NFL draft. The year before I went back to the Final Four, which was remarkable to watch Duke, North Carolina play and Kansas and Villanova. Four loaded but well coached i mean high level skill level of basketball players so so much fun to watch i could have i wish they would have just played then started over a couple hours later that's kind of how that rolled this year i got to find i got to find something I've, I've been on a little bit of a roll post covid so so we did the final four again did the nfl draft i'm going to have to hit on something before football season and do I need to go to that Formula One race in Austin, Texas? I was just about to say. I mean, I, I actually found myself sitting on the back porch on the lake Saturday and Sunday morning. And when Joe Pompliano tweeted out all these numbers on Formula One on how much money Ferrari's made and how much money Aston Martin's made and how much money Mercedes has made and how much money Red Bull's made in on and being partnered with Formula One. And I I mean we we know how big and bad the NFL is. But this bad boy's global. And I was sitting there thinking, do I need to go to Austin, Texas and check this whole thing out? Uh, not just the celebrities. I'm talking about the race. And now you got these actors and athletes getting into Formula One. Absolutely crazy. We've got Steve, uh, we got a clip. Steve Berline was on the show, played at Notre Dame, 17 years in the NFL. Coming up next, he was talking Lou Holtz and what Lou Holtz at Notre Dame meant for his career. And it's powered by Rick's Pro Truck and RPT. Rick'sProTruck.com. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Oh, 
drop a little Steve Burline on the show. He joined us at the Azar event a couple of weeks ago. He played for Lou Holtz, well, last year of his career at Notre Dame. Interesting what he had to say about playing for Holtz. Then he went on 17 years in the NFL, including the Raiders, which were a disaster. Not surprising. Al Davis had lost his mind by then. Um, played for the Dallas Cowboys. Actually, Aikman got knocked out. He played a good bit, won. And then um, eventually par- parlayed that into being a starter and an all-pro later. 17 years in the NFL, though. So we'll drop that here in just a second. We're having uh, Jason Perigen on. Uh, Perigen Paradise Catering, but also Operation Barbecue Relief. They do amazing work. And he's going to tell us about some of the things they've been doing this year. He cooked for us out in the lounge in April, and it was amazing. Got kind of hooked up with him through Kendall Collins, and looking forward to having Jay. We want to do some more with them. I actually want to get Jason down here to cook for us, if he can do it. Um, maybe a small group of 20 or 30, and um, do a little Whiskey 61 feast. Um that would be awesome because he, he, he's that guy that kind of makes you mad. He can do it in his sleep. He was in the lounge cooking all day and talking and sipping on a beer and everything was great coming. You know, nothing was burnt. It was just boom, boom, boom. And there was a lot going on. I mean, I didn't do anything. I was just sitting there with a beverage and, you know, chewing the fat with people and, and all that, but that's going to be fun. It's a great, Cooking on the grill or on the smoker year-round is kind of what we do now. But as we get into the season of 4th of July and uh, the lake and and so on, uh, this is going to be fun to have uh, Jason on. This is Steve Berline uh, joining us a couple of weeks ago talking Lou Holtz. You played for Lou Holtz your last year. Right. And you said you struggled your junior year because your shoulder was shot and Holtz didn't have to play you. Will right. you walk our listeners through that story? Yeah. Um, you know, truly, I, I credit Lou Holtz uh, in my, my senior year at Notre Dame for allowing me to, um, to to get healthy and show that I could play at the at the collegiate level and, and possibly at the next level. Um, and, and, and really... If it wasn't for him, I, I don't think I would have had a chance to play in the NFL. I ended up playing 17 years in the NFL. And truly to this day, and, and Lou is still alive and he's still a very good friend. I talk to him every every few months. Uh, but I, I really credit him for that because uh, my, my junior year at Notre Dame, Jerry Faust was his final year at Notre Dame. Um, I, I had been a two-year starter already. Um, so I was going into my junior year. and but I, but I had a shoulder injury my sophomore year that was misdiagnosed. And during the off season, they they treated it as a different injury than what it was. It was my throwing shoulder, and I had a surgery, a pretty major surgery in April. It should have been done in January. So I I lost three months of rehab, and by the time summer football started in August, I was not able to even throw a football at that point yet. And uh, I thought I was going to be redshirted, but Jerry Faust decided it was his last year. He had, I was the only quarterback with experience. He made me play. He's trying to win games. Trying to save win games, trying to save his job. Okay. And, and he wasn't really thinking about me, right. which, which really is sad. And you think back of it, I was a 20-year-old kid, and I'm just doing what my coach tells me to do, trusting he's thinking about my best interest. And Pete put me out there on the field, and, and I was not able to play. 
and had a very poor year. I was in and out of the lineup. Um, we had a really rough year. Jerry Faust was not brought back, and I thought my football career was over because uh, at that point I had fallen completely off the, the draft map. No one even was talking about me as a potential professional quarterback. And we hired Lou Holtz, and he's always had mobile quarterbacks. I'm a drop-back passer. I'm not a runner. Right. And I, I thought I was done. And uh, But he called me in, and fortunately for me, we had a, I had a teammate by the name of Tim Brown. Yeah. Um, who won the Heisman Trophy two years later. Uh, but but because of Tim Brown, Lou decided he wanted to throw the ball. He said, we got to find a way to get the ball to this guy. And he's like, you're the only one that can do it. And uh, he said, we're going to get you healthy. We're going to give you a chance. I think you can do it if you can get yourself healthy. And we'll see what happens. And I ended up just, that's all I needed to hear. He gave me a chance, and uh, I worked my butt off and, and got in shape and got myself back to where I was able to do the things I, I expected out of myself and had, had a great senior year. Ended up getting drafted in the fourth round and had a 17-year NFL career. 17 so, yeah. years. Steve yeah. Berline on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We're live from the Delta Soul uh, charity event here in Greenville, Mississippi, brought to you by Steve and Gwen Azar. Okay, so you get drafted and you go to the Cowboys, right? No, Raiders drafted. Raiders. Yeah, right. Raiders were well, first. Well, that's where Tim Brown went. Interesting. Yeah, Tim and I went to the Raiders. He was a year after me, but yeah, okay. went together to the Raiders. I was there for four years. Had a had a had a you know a great opportunity when Mike Shanahan. You probably didn't realize that he was a head coach there in uh, 1988. Oh, before going part to the Broncos, of he was at the Broncos as the offensive coordinator, and then he he was hired by the Raiders as a 32 or 33 year old coach. Wow, to be the head coach. Uh, he came in in 1988, my second year. Uh, I was I was basically on injured reserve. I was redshirted my, my first year, my rookie year with the Raiders. And then Shanahan came in and saw me and said, I think you can play. He named me the starting quarterback. And um, Al Davis and he clashed about that because Al Davis wanted a quarterback by the name of Jay Schrader yeah. uh, to be his quarterback. He made a big trade for him. And uh, Shanahan and Davis clashed for uh, all of 88 and then the first four games of 89. And you know who wins. Uh, the owner usually wins. Yes, he does. Shanahan went to bat for me and said, I'm going to start playing Burline after four games in 89. And Al Davis said, then you're fired. You know, I'm not going to let – I want to play Schrader. And Shanahan, you know, he went down with the ship and, and said, I'm, I'm, if I'm the head coach, I'm playing Burline. He got fired and – you know, Schrader became the quarterback again. Uh, Shanahan left. It worked out for Shanahan. Though. Shanahan went on and had a great two career. Super Bowls. Yeah, two Super Bowls, and and is still one of my very best friends to this day. Really? Yeah, great friend and great person. Uh, but yeah, then then I went. I, I fortunately got out of that situation a year later, um, and went to the Dallas Cowboys in 1991. What was that like to play for Jimmy Johnson? Well, coming from Notre Dame, I hated him. You know, Notre Dame, Miami, Miami, the Catholics versus the convicts, you know, uh, I did not. I I was happy to be out of the Al Davis situation, but I was like, of all places, I got to go play for Jimmy Johnson now. This is terrible. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the great thing was I met the first time I met him, I went up to him and I had a hard time smiling. I was like, coach, never thought I'd see the day I'd be playing for you. And he looked at me and said, neither did I, Berline. He goes, but you know what? Some of our coaches think you can help us win a championship. So I'm glad you're here. And I said, you know, that's all I needed to hear. You think I can help? I'm, that's why I want to be a part of it. And 
you know, the following year we won the Super Bowl. Right. So, and then it worked out for you. You would eventually become a starter again I, I, in the NFL. Yeah, after I, I, the Cowboys. I got after I left the Cowboys after the '92 season. I, I went to the Arizona Cardinals. First year of free agency in the NFL '93. Yes, I remember Reggie going to the Packers. That was like a big deal. And I, I got a chance to play under Joe Bugle. He lo- had a really good year uh, in '93. But then they fired Bugle after that season. Uh, brought in Buddy Ryan, and Buddy Ryan didn't like me. So well, I he was didn't on, even like offense. He, he, he treated us he like to crap. Win six to three. Buddy Ryan, there are two. There are only two people in my career that I that I that I talk not highly of, or that I, that I that I won't really get into detail with, sure. because I don't like talking bad about people. Buddy Ryan was one of them, and Tom Coughlin was the other one. Mm-hmm. I played for Coughlin in Jacksonville the following year. Yeah. Buddy Ryan put me on the expansion list, and uh, the Jaguars picked me with the first pick in the 1995 expansion draft. Yes. Uh, Ninety twenty four, I guess, because it was for the ninety five season. And uh, anyway, but uh, Coughlin picked me, and and I thought I was going to go there and rejuvenate my career. And he, he, you know, just just didn't work out nearly like uh, he had promised that it was going to work out. And I ended up uh, having one year there. And fortunately, the Carolina Panthers picked me up after that. Yeah. And uh, I had a really good run in Carolina. That's yeah, why I really did. had my chance. So Wesley Walls. Wesley Walls. Ole Miss. Yes. Yes, sir. Hotty toddy. He's been on the show uh, uh, he, several times. He's one of my best friends, an incredible person, incredible player. Yes, he is. Uh, we, had, we had some good runs there together. We went to the Pro Bowl together in 1999, and uh, great memories. Uh, man, what a great tight end he was. He, he just – I had that security blanket whenever I had any kind of a, a – you know, uh, a stressful situation. I knew I could always count on him to get me out of it. So, uh, great football a, player. I got about 30 seconds. Do you still go back to Notre Dame? And I do. I try to get back every year at least once. Okay. Uh, go back for at least one or two games every year and uh, kind of relive those old memories and, and, and love going back and cheering for the Irish. Yeah, Welcome in to you. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And a little late June show going into 4th of July week next week. Know a lot of you threw a bunch of protein and fun stuff on the grill last weekend. And next week will be uh, off the charts. We thought it'd be a good time to bring in our friend uh, Jason Perigen. Perigen Paradise Catering, also Operation Barbecue Relief. He's from Mississippi, now lives in the Nashville area, and Jason joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. What's up, big dog? How are you? Man, we're living our best day right now, right? I hope so. You know, sometimes when you're doing a sports talk radio show in late June, you need a little bit of a scandal. It's kind of quiet out there. It is definitely quiet, man. Although uh, yesterday, Florida kind of lit the, the page up a little bit. I don't think anybody saw that thrashing coming. No, LSU was humbled a little bit. I think they thought, uh, we're going to grab two and get out of here with the big trophy. And now we got game three today. Yeah. yeah. So, stretching 
in a little bit and get deep in the arms, but I think they can do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, so you and I connected through Kendall Collins, and you co- you cooked for us out in the left field lounge in April, and it was amazing. And, you know, you're pit master for Jack Daniels, and you've done your catering, and now you're going to work for – you've already been working with them, but going to work for Operation Barbecue Relief. When did you start kind of the pit master level of grilling, cooking, smoking, Jason? Uh, growing up in Columbus, Mississippi, I was 10. Dad, he had some buddies down there at Possum Town Pig Fest, and they took me down there. And one night, the pit master said, hey, you want to stick around and help me light a fire? And I said, absolutely. You know, of course, 10 years old, as a kitchen pass. I got to tell my mom I'm not going home tonight. I'm staying out all night, Mom, you know. And so uh, he showed me the ropes, and I got hooked, and I've been doing it ever since. I, I guess that's 37 years ago, and I've traveled around the world doing it and cooked with some pretty amazing people and fed some pretty amazing people and been humbled by feeding some pretty amazing people. So it's been a great ride so far. Did you see it? When did you see it evolving into something that you would do you know, as a real job, professionally? <laughs> That's an everyday question, man. I, I literally, uh, I wake up every day and I look back and I'm like, man, I get to do this again today. It's it's a pretty awesome blessing, to be honest with you. All right, so when, when you got into this, and Kylie, it's come a long way with the smokers <laughs> and the grills and the eggs and all this stuff that people are doing, um... Did you ever see it becoming the big industry, what what you have to cook with and cook on now, and the pit master stuff? And I know we're going to get into stagecoach, but kind of the competition and festivals where people are getting after it at the level they are? Yeah, it, it's been insane. You know, we call it the barbecue roller coaster, and, and I've watched all the top people you've you've ever seen on TV kind of ride that train a little bit and uh you know starting out as a kid down there in columbus mississippi we had a 55 gallon drum that my dad had stolen a a handle off one of my mom's dressers and used it as the door handle to open the firebox on that thing so she's probably gonna hate me for confessing that and i'm pretty sure i'll get a dirty look from him next time we're drinking cold beers but yeah it's uh it's come a, a long way you know you got people at barbecue competitions with major sponsors and you know, million dollar motor coaches and uh man, they've got they got smokers now that cost more than the first cars I ever bought. Sure. So it's definitely evolved into something pretty spectacular. And you know, I heard y'all talking about you know the pellet grills earlier. That's that's a new hot thing. You know, we just did an event in uh, Portland, Oregon for A A Casino with Operation Barbecue Relief and we did a barbecue basics class where we teach uh, first responders and military and police officers and paramedics how to, you know, kind of do the general basics of, of cooking and seasoning and running fires and that sort of deal. And Green Mountain Grills was, you know, kind enough to sponsor and send us uh, three brand new uh, pellet grills. And so we walked them through that and showed them how to get the, the right smoke profile and the right flavor profile. And we did everything from salmon to pork tenderloin to pork butts, you know. So it's the sky's the limit out there. So, Jason, jump on in, man. Get you a pellet grill. You'll be happy you did. I love it. Jay, 
Jason Perigen, Pitmaster, uh, Operation Barbecue Relief, and Perigen Paradise Catering joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Do you like the pellet grills, Jason? Man, that, that's a loaded question, Bo, to be honest. it's I'm old school. I still burn slabs and shovel coals and, you know, cook hogs on block pits. But, yeah, I mean, the evolution of barbecue is changing. And, you know, in the catering business, I've got Old Hickory Smokers, which is a phenomenal company. Mr. David Knight started that up in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and it revolutionized how commercial barbecue and competition barbecue is cooked. So it's kind of a set it and forget it uh, situation, if you will, uh, to kind of downplay it a little bit. But, you know, the pellet grills, they're all digital, and there's augers and hot pots, and there's so many things that go wrong. And Chef John Rayleigh and I, we were we were doing that event up there in Portland, and we had this discussion because he's pro-pellet, and I'm kind of on the fence, if you will. But uh, there's just a lot of variables there that, that you got to learn, you know, and if you're open-minded and willing to learn, it's just another tool. All right, tell me about Stagecoach out in Palm Springs, California. And it was hot. It was 106 degrees. Uh, we Operation Barbecue Relief has been fortunate to partner up with the Gaffietti Foundation for the last couple of years. Guys, a huge proponent of helping people out out there. You know, they have the wildfires and that sort of deal. And guy kind of got wind of us, you know, and what we do with the OBR and helping people in natural disasters. So we went out and, and we helped him and he was kind enough to invite us to come to his uh, VIP set up the, the smokehouse. And, and we went out there last year and, you know, we cooked for some amazing people, you know, and he brings his star studded cast with him, you know, guys, he's just traveling circus of awesome. And he brings <laughs> some pretty good name people in and, uh, you know, I, I don't generally geek out when it comes to doing these events. I've been doing this this line of work for quite some time. And, you know, it's pretty cool to be able to cook around superstars and celebrities and famous people. But you just don't. They're just like us, man. They put their, their pants on one leg at a time. And so you just treat them like that. And, and that's pretty amazing. But I'll tattle on myself a little bit. Billy Gibbons walked in and being a Houston native, I was born in Houston, Texas, and lived there first 10 years of my life. Billy Gibbons was pretty much the gospel to Texas radio out there. And he walked up and was two feet from me, and, and we're just standing there kind of talking. And I was I was just speechless, which if you know me, I don't have a mute button, and, and I don't often become speechless. But it was Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, so it was a pretty big day for me. But, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, Nick runs an amazing event out there. It's 90,000 plus people and, and, uh, every band you could imagine comes out there and they want to play. And it's at the polo grounds there in Palm Springs, California. So okay. it's, it's breathtaking. You know, it's California. It's different from this old Mississippi boy, but man, I, I enjoy it. I had a good time out there and, and we got to do a bunch of live fire cooking, which Taylor shared and brought his beef out from four sixes ranch. And if you're, a Yellowstone fan at all, you, you're you familiar with them talking about the four sixes and boss branch, but, so yeah, it was a, it was an experience to say the least. What was your favorite part of stage coaching and the cooking and hanging out with the crew? Gibbons. <laughs> no, man, lighting fires. Anytime I can get up in the morning and light a fire and, and, uh, you know, handle proteins and cook with other amazing chefs and, and sous chefs and, and get to feed people. That's, 
that's the highlight of my day. I, I truly love the passion of being able to feed people. You know, one of our mutual friends, uh, Jeff Jones from oh. <laughs> jo- Jones EQ, and now he's he's decided to do the deep dive into Wickers, um, right. which I grew up. My dad introduced me to Wickers in like, I don't know, Jason, early, mid-90s. So I couldn't believe it when Jeff Jones and I went to lunch one day and he said, hey, I'm going to buy Wickers. I went, What? Right. So he's doing some cool things with uh with that brand and we've we've gotten a link up with him through the whole pitmaster thing and what y'all do blows me away. I mean like when he sets up at Memphis in May, I mean it's such an ordeal. I'm like yeah. it, it's almost surreal for me. It, it is surreal. It's it's overwhelming. We do whole hog. I've got another buddy of mine, Billy Terrell with the Beach Pig and we've been competing at whole hog and so, you know, to go out there, it's one big barbecue family. I get to hang out and catch up with Jonesy. And, you know, it's funny, we, we got talking about this little wicker still. And uh, I, I actually, I made up, I used his stuff out there. He was kind enough to send me a couple cases of stuff for us to use with OBR at Stagecoach. And so I partnered up with uh, OBR Seasonings. And then I used Jonesy's uh, new wickers line, the Barrel Proof and the whiskey wagyu and i put those two together and, and made a paste and rubbed them on you know the four sixes stuff and people were losing their minds they, just, <laughs> they hadn't had it before you know and it was just something us played up. so jonesy was a big part of that the creativity piece is that what sparks and, and keeps you motivated and and loving it as far as what you just talked about with whether it's the wickers and mixing this and that when you're when you're cooking, whether it's at a big event or you're catering for, you know, a hundred people. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you can get the creative juices flowing, it just it sparks an internal fire. And you know, that's the good part about it. You get to be kind of reckless, if you will, but with kind of a control. You know, you get to go in there and you know what your outcome wants to be, but there's no real parameters other than you know, fire control. And so the sky's the limit on rubs and flavors and profiles, injections. You know, Heath Riles has got some injections he sent out with us for Memphis, and and, uh, he sent some stuff out there to Houston when we cooked at the rodeo for Jack Daniels. And, uh, you know, so you play these different profiles together, and, you know, what Jonesy's got with the new Wicker stuff and then what he's got and then what I've got and, you know, what all these different people have, it it just – you, you pair them up, you know, and you make something spectacular. Jason Perigen on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Um, what is your favorite protein to throw on the grill? Oh, oh, man. My wife says I've got a great relationship with chicken, but it's probably my least favorite to do. Um, honestly, whatever I'm cooking and who I'm cooking for. You know, I know that's a pretty generic answer, but... You know, I could do terrace major or I could do brisket or I could do chicken or pork. And it's just really what I've got at hand to be creative with. So, you know, people ask me that all the time. They're like, hey, you know, what do we need to cook? How do we need to get started? And I'm like, cook with what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Okay, then let's go to ribs. Um, all right. So people are grilling out year-round now, especially in the Sun Belt, as you know. But – as we, you know, approach 4th of July, I can't imagine how many slabs of 
ribs will be cooked <laughs> around the country. So give me a like 101 for a guy who's who's just look, hey, he wants some good. They don't have to be great. They don't have to be pit master culinary level. What would be your approach if you're just getting in the game and just want to cook a good slab of ribs, Jason? Well, first of all, you got to decide whether you want to do spares or baby backs. Um, and that's a highly debated thing. Baby backs have a little more meat on them, but I think the spares have a lot more flavor. I'm a spare guy. So I get spares. I trim them down. I, I, you know, I take the whole slab. I cut them down into what they call St. Louis cuts. So I get the top meat and the cartilage off. Those are cooked meat, you know. So I buy those like that because I get to eat on those during the day. Um, peel the membrane off, season them up with your favorite dry rub. I personally like my stuff, but there again, the sky's the limit, man. There's tons of guys out there that have great product. Um, you pick your flavor profile. I use a fruit and nut wood. You know, if you're going to do pellets, they've got competition blends, and you know they've got different fruits like peach or. They've got pecan. I'm a big fan of pecan. Um, it's the first cousin to hickory. It's not as bitter. It's not as hard to manage your fire. So a lot of new guys, you know, I'll send them to the pecan way, and it's a little more forgiving. But you get that fruit nut flavor in there, and then you let it go. The old adage is three, two, one, three hours of smoke, uh, wrap for uh, two hours, and then pull it off and let it, you know, glaze up for an hour. But uh, there again, that depends on what you're cooking on and what temperature you're cooking at. Yeah, that's the one thing I haven't been able to tackle real well is is ribs. I can do all the protein, but ribs is one that, uh, you know, finishing it out and doing some really good ribs has eluded me. Hopefully that will change in, uh, in 2023. But, um, but You just need to get back out and cook again, man. That's true. That's true. I, I'm I'm actually going to uh, I'm gonna find you somewhere, and I'm gonna stand beside you while you cook, like I did out in the lounge, and drink beer, yeah. and yeah. and then learn a little bit more from uh, from you. All right, tell me what's I'm, happening. Go ahead. I'm gonna tell you, man. That day right there when Kendall called me, there was no hesitation in my breath of saying yes. Um, I cooked when I was ten out there in left field lounge when you could still back your truck in through the old double aluminum or a chain link fence. And when he said, Hey, do you want to go out here and cook with Bo? I was like, absolutely. And that was, there's a picture that my daughter took and it's got me hanging over the fence and the grill to my left. And I think Vandy was out in the outfield at that time. And we were just teasing them with smoke and flavor. Uh, it was top 10 day of my life. Honestly, that was so good. And the, uh, the menu that, that you put together was, was ridiculous um but I yeah kendall kendall he he threw down some serious chops that day when he showed up with some stuff i had gone to the butcher store and like a kid in a candy store bought pretty much everything they had on the shelf and kendall shows up the <laughs> next day and i'm like man i didn't come prepared this man is serious so he threw down that day uh he did he did it, and we're, we're doing it again next year uh, and we're yeah. hoping that they're a little bit better on the field too so yeah, no doubt. That, was a rough day. that was a rough series Woo! very rough series. goodness gracious but we love them yeah no and it was good that we were in the outfield and you and kendall were cooking at a super high level all right tell me about <laughs> jason perigen tell me about what's going on you've been um connected i guess and partnered with 
Operation Barbecue Relief for a while. But tell me what's happening in the next few days with Jason Perrigan and Operation Barbecue Relief. I guess if, you know, kind of like a sore thumb, if you stick around long enough, somebody will, they'll notice you. And I, uh, I've been around them, been fortunate enough to be able to go on disasters probably the last seven years. And uh, we've had literally hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, I think we're pushing 11 million meals right now since 2011. But, uh, Got to having conversations and was interested in taking it to the next level and, and wanted to go full-time. And so, you know, natural progressions of patients. And they said, hey, we're interested. We want you to apply. And so I applied for one of their project manager roles. And on the 28th, we'll go live. So hopefully I can continue to make a, a good difference with this organization because they're phenomenal. Yeah, they are. You You hooked me up with somebody in the organization. We had them on a couple months ago. Um, yes, he's a lead of culinary on disasters. Okay. Incredible. Super dude. Matter of fact, Nick was 0.6 points away from winning whole hog at Memphis in May this year. So he, uh, he says that 0.6 is kind of his motivation to, to go back and, and take it all next time. Heck yeah. Okay. Did you get to meet, uh, Laney Wilson? Out at Stagecoach? Actually, I did. Uh, funny story, you know, everybody wants to talk about her dump truck, and the girl's built like a, she's like an outhouse, but super nice. But all I could do was I cooked this big six-bone primal. Uh, I was so worried she was going to drop it. And it was nothing against her. It was just me because, you know, it was live. And so she came over with a half-sheet pan and picked up basically a 16-pound piece of meat and, and I was nervous it was going to hit the ground in front of all these people and Guy Fietti and Taylor Sheridan. I asked her, I said, I whispered to her, I said, you know, can you carry this over there? And she goes, I got it. And sure enough, man, she rolled right over there. and They did their magic and made it all work and fed a bunch of people. So it's a cool day. That is cool. So Guy Fietti, um, I mean, what a rock star. Yeah. Oh, he's a beast, man. He is a on-time, nonstop beast. Yeah, I mean, the Food Network paid him $80 million. I mean, this is, he, right. he carries the whole thing. I mean, my wife watches, I mean, I don't know how many shows. The guy, there are very few people that carry multiple networks. This guy has the talent, dude factor, name recognition, get it, creativity. It's, I mean, he's like the Michael Jordan of... yeah you know, food TV. Well, he, had, he had his sons out there this year at Stagecoach. He had all three of them. And it was it was pretty cool to be able to cook with those guys. Um, great people. You know, it's, there again, Guy Fietti, he done so many programs with so many people that people don't know about. Uh, did a mess lords tour in Asia a couple of years back with uh, two chefs out of Kansas City, Stretch and Selena Teo, um, Stretch and Panini Pete, Brian Duffy. They all partnered up with guys several years ago and said, hey, we want to basically do a USO tour for the Navy. And so they partnered up with NWR. and They literally take random chefs and pitmasters and go around the world, and they just hotspot different naval bases, and they feed them. And, uh, wow. man, you want to talk about handling. It's, it's a cool deal. We, we were in Okinawa in the haunch, which is the equivalent of Bourbon Street, 
And this man comes running up to us, Navy guy, and he's from Birmingham. And he saw us on TV and he said, man, I know you guys. So we all loaded into a bar that night that had a Jack Daniels black label sign with a Godzilla holding a bottle. I said, that's where we're going. And uh, we rolled in there and bought drinks for them the rest of the night. It was a good day. Yeah, it was. You've done some cool stuff. I've only got a minute. How how long, when did you get partnered up with Jack Daniels? Uh, 20 years ago. I'll be 21 at the Jack this year. I've okay. been setting it up for 21 years now. Okay. Well, dude, we had a blast today. We got to do this again. And um, we got to cross paths before next baseball season. So Let's make it happen. I love it. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks, Jason. Be good, buddy. See ya. Jason Perigen, Operation Barbecue Relief and uh, Perigen um, Paradise Catering, among many, many other things. He was telling me all the people before the show that he um, has cooked with or met along the way in this pitmaster culinary world. I think it's incredible that he's going to work for Operation Barbecue Relief full-time in the next few days. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Go get some protein. Throw it on the grill tonight. Take a picture. Send it to us. Have a Whiskey 61 feast. I posted a good bit on Whiskey61.com over the weekend, including a cigar that I smoked that was definitely full-bodied. That thing is the real deal from the jump. And uh, also, I threw up uh, Wally Cummins cooked for us last year and he sent me all those picks they did a great job that's on there among other things have a good day please hit apple podcast and or spotify search out of bounds with bow bounds we appreciate steve robertson and jason perigen joining us on the farm bureau insurance 